Direct from Newstalk ZB's team at Parliament, the Beehive Buzz. Beehive Buzz. Newstalk ZB's deputy political editor is Jason Walls. Jace, how you doing? Morning, Nick. I'm doing very well. How are you? Are you getting ready down in Parliament? Is there there's going to be a protest, another protest? I suppose it's just another day at the office for you. Oh, another day, another protest. I mean, we've become quite um, adept at covering these now. I mean, one day it's the kids protesting climate change. The next day it's the farmers protesting that they're being too hit too hard. So, you know, it's never a dull moment um, looking out onto the lawns of Parliament, just, just trying to figure out who's there today and what they're, what they're protesting. We have been speaking at length this morning about the groundswell protest taking place today, which is uh, the response to the government's to the government scheme to change charge farmers for emissions. People are really unhappy right across the board on this one, aren't they, Jace? Well, yeah. I mean, farmers are traditionally not really the we're going to take this lying down sort of bunch. I mean, they protest quite a lot. And there's the old expression about farmers grumbling about things. But there are some reasons where you can see why farmers might be a little bit upset with this. I mean, they've been essentially for a lot of um, a lot of the last seven, five, seven years been a bit of a punching bag for the rest of the country. I mean, look at the way that they're treated and talked about by the Green Party and Greenpeace. And you actually look at what they're doing in terms of their agricultural emissions. They're some of the best in the entire world. I mean, I would put up a New Zealand farmer against a farmer from almost anywhere. And I would say in almost every occasion, they would bang for buck, be the most efficient farmers around the world. So you can understand why they're a little bit aggrieved with the government deciding to slap new taxes on them when it comes to their emissions. However, I do see from the other side um, the way that what the government's saying, and in fact, frankly, some of the people from Greenpeace and the Green Party saying that, listen, you're one of the biggest agricultural emitters in the entire world, uh, in the entire country, sorry. I think it's time that you started to pay your fair share. So what the government did is they came out with um, Hewaka Hekanoa, which was an agreement that was reached between the agricultural sector and the government about how they were going to tax those emissions. And it keeps them out of the emissions trading scheme. So you think that on the base of it, it seems like quite a good deal, the uh, balance that they struck. However, the government came out and uh, addressed what they had seen from that agreement, because, of course, that was the, the Hewaka Hekanoa came out about six months ago. Um, and that was the, the farmers and the industries approach to what they wanted to happen. And the government pushed back on a number of key things. For example, instead of it being the agriculture sector that set the, the new tax um, on the pollution, um, it was actually going to be the government that had the final say. And so they're not happy with that. So fast forward a couple of days and you've got these groundswell convoys um, across the country. It looks like, according to the Herald, there are about 60 planned and one of them will be outside Parliament today. Um, they're probably going to be making a lot of demands on the Prime Minister. The Prime Minister actually is not in the House today. She's up in Auckland. So they're going to be having to direct their criticism, if they're going to, um, at the ministers that are here. Now, James Shaw, I watched him when they made that presentation in the farm over in the wire wrapper, and he looked like someone had hit him with a big stick at the back of his head. He wasn't happy. So the Greens obviously aren't happy with the scheme either. No, and it's an interesting one because James Shaw is constantly wearing two hats. One of the hats is uh, is, um, climate change minister, where he falls into line with what the government has decided. And there's, of course, what cabinet says goes because he's a member of cabinet. However, it was a very interesting one because 
the Green Party obviously didn't want it to be looking like that they had just accepted this decision. James Shaw didn't want it to look like they'd accepted this decision. And he had proposed and the Green Party had proposed something completely different in this scheme, which would have set an actual cap on agricultural emissions across farms in New Zealand. Um, And obviously that was overruled by cabinet because that would have gone down like a a cup of cold sink. Even, I mean, you think about what the protests would have been if farmers would have been told that their agricultural emissions would have been capped and they could no longer have over a certain amount of cows, for example. So the Green Party made it very clear that the agriculture, uh, the, the climate change minister had said one thing, but the Green Party co-leader had advocated for something else. It just so happens that those are the same people. And they made it very clear by publishing the cabinet minutes that uh, James Shaw had pushed for this cap approach. Jason, yesterday the National National announced its new data-driven welfare policy, but it's been labelled a bit of a rehash. Now, this is a a, a Bill English plan, wasn't it, from a few years ago? And and I actually really like the look of it. Yeah, well, I mean, it was Bill English's. I mean, I remember I was only here for a couple of months when Bill English was prime minister, but it was something that he was really pushing hard on this data-driven approach to poverty in New Zealand and social welfare. And um, Nicola Willis, National's finance spokesperson, dusted off the plan yesterday and basically relaunched it. And those echoes of... um those echoes of Bill English were well and truly heard throughout the Beehive. In fact, it was um, it was announced at Victoria University. Um, here's what Nicola Willis had to say about that scheme yesterday. Our task will be to rebuild the outdated aeroplane that is the government's current mode of public services delivery, while still relying on that aeroplane to stay up and flying. The trick is not to let the old machine limit our horizon for what might be possible nor tinker so much we lose propulsion. We will begin by doing the basics well, ensuring the machinery of government is more focused, with clearer priorities and greater accountability for spending and results. This will require much greater clarity in the way government approaches social problems we wish to solve. Now, Bill English was in that crowd, but by God, he didn't want to go anywhere near media, did he? Well, no, my colleague Sophie Trigger was there, and I think she tried to get Bill English on tape, but he wasn't really having much of it. Because what that would have done, I mean, it would have taken the focus away from Nicola and the current National Uh, Party, and it would have been more of a hawk back to the Bill English times, and I don't think that he wanted that. Plus, I also think that he, when he left politics, he was just like, I'm also done with media. So there's, there's that. Yeah, we've tried to get him on this show, and he doesn't want to have a bar. It doesn't, it doesn't, I haven't seen him on any media. Have you seen him on any media? No, no. I mean, when he's done, he's done. Good on I him. mean, it's not like John Key, who's um, kind of keeping his toe in the water, talking to various <laughs> different media. But um, Bill English, is when he was done, he was done. Great. Uh, Guru Sharma uh, is still making headlines after resigning from Parliament, triggering a by-election as Hamilton West uh, electorate. Uh, I believe he's now been expelled. I'm just listening to our news headlines. So what's going on? Yeah, so he's officially been expelled. So let's kind of work backwards a little bit. Um, Being expelled from the party means that he's no longer able to have any involvement with Labour indefinitely. And this isn't a surprise. You know, we knew this was going to happen. It was just a box that needed to be ticked by the Labour Party. He had already been expelled from Labour's caucus of MPs. So this was the logical next step. And no one's really surprised. So just getting to this position has been a bit strange because um, Gurev kind of out of the blue announced that he was resigning. 
And we were all taken a little bit by surprise by that because he was always talking about how he was going to stick around. Now, his version of events is that they, he said that the Labour were going to use the walker jumping bill on him, which meant that um, he would be basically kicked out um, if it was used um, within six months of the election. And Labour would just essentially just walk into the next election with a new candidate. And Gurev would have nothing to do with Labour on that. But he resign, him resigning now... Um, means that he's forcing a by-election because it's more than six months out from the general election. And he says that he's doing that because of, you know, democracy and he wants to give the people of Hamilton, Hamilton West an opportunity to have an MP because if Labour had their way, according to him, they wouldn't have an MP for six months. However, the Prime Minister denied that they were going to be using the Walker jumping legislation and it was just Gurev had misunderstood what's going on. However, he's doubled down on his resignation and says that he's still going to be running in a by-election. So we don't know when this is going to be, if it's going to be this side of Christmas or our next side of Christmas. Um, Gurev is not going to win. I mean, there is absolutely no question in my mind that he that's going to happen. Um, I don't think Labour's going to win either. I think they're going to be smoked, and we don't even know who the National Party candidate is. Um, I say that because Hamilton West is usually more of a national seat. It went to the left, to the Labour Party last election, because tons of seats did because of just the time around COVID and the swing to the left. But I think this by-election is going to be a bit of a bellwether for Labour. Yes or no answer because they're running out of time. Is that the last of them? We'll see of them. That's gone? Nope. We're going to see him in the by-election. No, you think he'll just keep hanging around? He is not going to go quietly into the good night. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Always great to chat. Have a great long weekend. You deserve it. Jason Walls, as News Talk said, B's deputy political editor, and he joins us every week or so when we get the chance to talk to him.